Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go, go, go. Wednesday evening, it's Paul Cooney, two minutes past five here in the Go Radio Football Show studio with the Taxi Centre and also with the former Celtic, Scotland, St. Johnson, Partick Thistle, Sheffield Wednesday, Queen's Park and I know there's more as well. It's Simon Donnelly. Good evening, Simon. Good evening, Paul. How are we? Great, thanks. Good Christmas. Yes, great Christmas. Overindulged as usual and looking forward to... January and some fitness well you're fit as a fiddle do you? you play the fives I, take I do it. I, yeah. yeah I play the sixes with Mark Greedy who comes on this show who? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he actually yeah. organises it it's good fun a lot of ex-players playing it so I'll be looking to get a few games under my belt in January key question is he a goalkeeper was he a goalkeeper I he mean, was do you know yeah. something he was a goalkeeper at Celtic just before my time I believe oh. And but he plays outfield at the sixes he fancies himself outfield more than in goals I missed the memo so the game surely are on tonight. Aberdeen against Rangers, Celtic against Hibs. <laughs> Simon, that's what would have been happening tonight. It was a brilliant card. But look, no fans or 500, which I think is paltry. I think it's lazy. I think it's wrong. Yeah. But I think it was probably, well, do you feel it was the right thing then to say, right, well, let's take a pause and wait a few weeks and hopefully the fans will be back from January the 17th. Yeah, I do. I do. And Foco obviously look at my allegiances and say, well, it's favouring Celtic you know because they were at home against Rangers on the second but you know I'm, I'm one of these guys I'd argue the case that Rangers should have their fans you know they've taken mm. that away from that fixture in recent years which I don't agree with particularly but yeah we suffered this you know after the coming out of the first pandemic uh, or the first part of the pandemic to go back into it now you know I mean the old saying football is nothing without fans I experienced 50,000 at Hamden last week only days ago and to be back now at 500 it's it just doesn't feel right so hopefully I mean there's no guarantee obviously that's going to be changed at the at the, the next juncture when we start up after the winter break but let's hope so what do you think give us a call 0808 17 17 700 you can text a message to go plus your message to 87474 74. and we're on the socials at go football show Simon Donnelly Paul Cooney and your calls between now and six it's just an hour long uh, edition but we do have football tonight which is good in the championship uh, and in league one in league one it's Airdrie against Queen's Park uh, two teams that would dearly love to come up to the championship and in the championship itself Kilmarnock against Morton Partick Thistle against Air United Wraith Rovers against Queen of the South uh, Simon Kelly against Morton no word yet about who is going to be the manager at Kilmarnock but uh, a few big names in there because it, it's, it's a massive club isn't it big big, big club big club uh, Scottish Premiership club you, mm. I mean they've been there for so long found themselves back down in the championship uh, yeah good club good history I see Paul Hartley's name's been mentioned someone right. you know well yeah, yeah. Paul. I, I think names like that are going to be linked to it you know it's mm. it's a, it's a, as I say it's one of Scotland's bigger clubs and a great job for somebody to go in and, and, and try and turn it. You know, they're not a million miles off the, the top there. It's a, it's quite a tight league. I think we t- spoke about it a few weeks ago. Yep. It's, it's very much been split into two with maybe five teams at the top there with yep. so few points between them. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good opportunity for somebody. Definitely two divisions there, aren't there? With a, you know, there's that big gap before you yeah, get to Hamilton. Yeah, we spoke about it, it before and yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, I haven't got the table in front of me here, but I think Partey can maybe sitting in fifth. But even again, if, yep. they, if they win, they can push right forward again so it's, it's big games every week you know in the championship now because it's so tight have you got a soft spot then for the Jags your old club up against there tonight yes yeah. definitely always look out for the result I had a lot of good years there you know out with my Celtic days that was the the team where I, I played most uh, albeit towards the, the latter stages of my career but yeah I've got a fondness for Partick and they're doing well 
and uh, we'll talk about your teams in, in this hour and obviously today as well it's a really sad occasion but it's lovely to remember the good times of Phil O'Donnell died so young 14 years ago today I think well obviously you was one of your closest friends we all remember uh, that day playing at Motherwell came off and uh, 35 years old but Phil O'Donnell what a, what a brilliant man um, father husband uh, just a great man and a terrific player and you were with him at Celtic and you were with him at Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, yeah and as I say I woke up today and it's, it's surreal, you know, every year ticks off, it's 14 years yeah. since uh, that tragedy happened, it's hard to believe uh, and every year at this time, I, you know, I think about his wife and kids, uh, his kids are now all adults which yeah. is mm. a scary thought in itself but he'd be so proud of them, you know, they're doing well in all their, their, their walks of life but yeah, it just comes around every time. This, I mean, there's, there's no good time for that to happen, but, you know, particularly at Christmas when families are getting together, uh, I just feel for them at this time of year. And at Motherwell as well, of course. I mean, I remember at the time all the floral tributes at uh, Fir Park and at Celtic Park for Phil O'Donnell and the stand named after him, which is a, yeah, which a brilliant is and fitting. Yeah, yep. 100%. That's where he started mm. as well, you know, and I remember... I was actually at the final, you know, the 4-3 the against Dundee United. I was there, we had friends of the family invited us as guests. 91, yeah. Incredible, because a year later I was at Celtic and some of these, Darren Jackson scored that day, Phil scored, Tommy Boyd played, lifted yeah. the cup. You know, these went on to be teammates of mine two or three years later, but that was when I first kind of noticed Phil. I think mm. he scored at Ibrox when he was young as well mm. for Motherwell. So then to come to, to Celtic in 94, uh, scored on his debut, and then just to go on and mm. play with a guy and have... You know, a great friendship with him. What was the the thing? The one thing you remember him as a player. Then give us a wee insight for are the younger ones who might not know or the family listening. Just an insight on Phil O'Donnell. I think he was like a modern midfielder, probably before he's t he was box to box, hundred percent energy. You know, had an eye for goal, uh, but you know, getting up and down the park relentlessly. And you know, in, in some ways, I feel that kind of you know he had a lot of injury problems. I think the the, the style of play he had. He was always 100%. He would get into tackles maybe other people would hang out of. And, you know, I, I remember him saying as well when he was at Motherwell in his, his young days, taking injections, you know, to try and play. So I think that maybe kind of caught up with him, you know, further into his career. But a fantastic footballer. Uh, a real mainstay in our team that, that, that won the league in 98. And... You know, just a pleasure to play with. A pleasure to play with. I was really excited. I remember Tommy Burns signing him and mm -hmm. you know, him and Jackie McNamara, two great signings for Celtic, wow. you know, homegrown players. And I just remember the excitement because I'd seen him as I, I was still at school. Phil was a wee bit older than me. But I'd seen him and I knew what type of player. I was so excited. Oh, he's coming to Celtic. But I'm going to be his teammate. So... Yeah, just great memories. Great memories. Not much older than you. Two years, couple I think. Years. Well, it was a couple, couple of years. years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. No, I just, as I say, fantastic memories yeah. from the guy. And as you touched yeah. on there, it's, it's it's the person who he was, you know, yeah. fortunate to have met some special people over my football career and, and he's right up there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm in the Hamilton area and people speak so fondly yeah. uh, about him and David Clarkson, of course, related. Yeah. And yeah. his name comes up a lot and I think that's uh, terrific for the family. They would want that, yeah. that he is so fondly remembered. Callum is on the line, uh, a Celtic fan. Callum, good evening. Good evening, guys. How are you doing? Yeah, good, Hi, thanks. Callum. You? Yeah, doing well. Um, obviously, yep. gutted that we're without football for a couple of weeks, but understand the sort of decision behind that because with the 500 fans in as you've been discussing it it just isn't the same and, and I just hope that half crowds at least um, if not full crowds can return sooner rather than later because the lockdown the first lockdown with no fans at all was bad enough but even at 500 it's it's, it's more awkward than enjoyable and I, I think clubs find that as well especially maybe some of the smaller clubs in the championship leagues one and two have maybe say got 700 how do you decide who goes and who doesn't? So I, I just mm. hope that headache's taken away from us again soon. Yeah, I don't know how Rangers did it at the weekend to, uh, you know, 500. So, somebody was asking yeah. me that. How, 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 I mean, St. Johnson would have yeah. had the 500 up at McDermott. Sure. How, how do you decide? I don't know. I guess the club's obviously worked that out, but it's just not ideal whatever way. I think sure. after that, as I said earlier, the first part of lockdown last year, yeah. people mm. were just grateful for football again. But now that we've got the fans back and, it's almost as if you're, you're you're pressing the button and we're back yeah. 
last December. I think for the mental health of people as well. Yeah. Reading about that today, this is a huge issue that has to be taken. We can't just look at, it's not just COVID, it's the whole uh, gambit of things that people need to go to hospital for or whatever. Let's do the sensible thing. Get your jag, get your the vaccination, get the booster and uh, try and get on with life and be careful, wear the masks and all the rest of it when you're out and about. But it's so important, Callum, isn't it? To get to the football or whatever it is you're out doing. I mean, I've seen Wales have stopped the park run which uh, seems you know, harsh. There's a lot of criticism about that there. I always say it'd be difficult to be in charge, but it, you know, there's more than COVID out there. For the game itself, uh, Callum, how are you, um, uh, how you get, getting on without the matches being on? Are you just now looking forward to January the 17th? Yeah, looking forward to it. And just to make a wee point there, Paul, yeah. um, about the sort of mental health aspect, I'm yeah. not ashamed to admit I've suffered from depression in, in the last sort of five years or so. And football's always been a big positive in my life obviously my closest family are, are, are the driving forces but football plays a massive part of my life I've been fortunate to interview many footballers as well so it's it's a sport that gives me a lot in my daily life and I know a lot of people out there will just be hoping that a decision can be made to get more fans back as I say it is difficult to be in charge and even mm-hmm. if there can't be full crowds as of January the 17th if they can make it 25% attendance or 50% attendance and at least give us as fans a wee bit of hope that we're going in the right direction I think that'll be a big factor but to get back to the, the, the football and in and, and terms of the, the window coming up I think from a Celtic perspective you want to see business getting done early mm-hmm. Ange Postacoglu's already said yep. he's spent Christmas Day with his family but he's not going to take any real time off he's going to get straight to work and trying to get signings I think Van Bronckhorst and Rangers of course will be the same as will other clubs in the top flight so I think the first two weeks in January are because with this break Chief executives and managers are going to have more time to sit down with players, albeit via Zoom or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. to try and get deals done. So I think the first two weeks will be fascinating. Point one, I think, well, we do. We both agree, don't we, in the mental health. And Callum, yeah, it's yeah. really good that you say that to people because you're the Callum, you're the guy that did the podcast and I think with Henrik Larson as well, Simon's old teammate. But you're, it's so important. See for young people in the schools and things. Simon, so you were? No, I believe I know Callum, eh? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. but... But I'm, I'm hearing from teachers who are saying that the, the, the first year intake this year, there was difference, you know, just in their confidence and all the rest of it. Yeah. We need to get on with things. We 100% do. I, yeah. I get three young boys myself. Yeah. They were cooped up last year yeah. and what this boy had to go through important exams. Thankfully, he came out the other side with what he needed. Uh, Good like he, his mother. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Good point. <laughs> but yeah, it's... it's and then you know he's he's been he's, he's out at work now doing different things and, and they're getting their freedom back, you know. So it is important, yeah. you know, to, to to try and move on. I appreciate health is the most important thing, and we all have to you know adhere to everything as, as well as we possibly can to 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 stop people getting ill. But at some point we need to move on. It never stops, as Callum mentioned there, for the managers, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst will be busy at Rangers, although he's saying there may not be anybody coming in and going out. What about your old club and Callum's club Celtic? You know, we're hearing that Hatate, Maeda and maybe Idikuchi as well could be on I'm their way here. Glad you've got them on the list there and you're I'm, pronouncing I'm them. I'm glad that one came out yeah. okay this uh, time. So w- w- what do you think? What's the well, insight? It's, it's yeah. been well documented, the, th- the three Japanese players. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if there's any more than that. But it's good to hear, you know, that work behind the scenes has already started. And as Callum says, clubs now find themselves with a wee bit more time in their hands. You know, the games tonight have been put back. And I think Angie's self has not hidden the fact that he wants to strengthen. You know, the first part of his tenure at Celtic has been reasonably successful. They've got silverware, you know, they've... they've the guys, particularly ones up front, have hit the ground running for, for the club. They've done really well to start. But if you're taking a step back from a Celtic perspective, I don't think the squad's as strong as the team across the city, their greatest rivals. So that's something that I think they'll recognise as well and they'll try to put right in this next transfer window. Can I ask you a straight question? Some of the narrative going on in the past week or so is that Celtic are afraid to play Rangers on January the 2nd. Callum, is that fair? That's what quite some people were saying. You know, some of the Rangers fans think. But looking at it from a neutral point of view, Celtic have been in a really good run. Rangers in a really good run. Was it not? <clears throat> it's just that the fans should be there, surely. Whether it's Ibrox or Parkhead, you want the fans there. But what do you think? Were Celtic running scared of Rangers? You're asking myself. I'm asking think... you, yeah. No, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, 
I think there's a lot of tit for tat and it's fans, you know. I think because Celtic have obviously suffered with a couple of injuries recently to guys yep. like Jota. Sure. Uh, but I think you want the fans. I think, see, if the game was at Ibrox in the second, I would have wanted the fans there as well. Mm. And as I said, I would argue that Celtic should still have their part of Ibrox for, mm. the, for the games and Rangers should have it at Celtic Park. It brings... I played through these games. It yeah. brings something to the, the fixture. Uh the, the thing is, we can't guarantee by the time the date comes round that they play again that we'll have a full stadium. You know, that's the, the thing that we can't guarantee, but yeah. fingers crossed. Callum, what's your take on it? I, I agree with Simon. I don't think Celtic are running scared. You look at maybe Celtic in the very early 90s, you look at Rangers when they just came back up with Mark Warburton. Celtic were maybe weaker than Rangers then. Rangers were weaker when they came back up, but fans weren't scared of playing those games. They wanted to play them even though they knew their respective team at the time maybe couldn't compete with the others. It's a game that fans always want to see and we know a lot of people say TV is king and Sky Sports have a big say. Sky Sports don't want a full crowd to be at Celtic Park or Ibrooks as Simon saying for that game because during the first lockdown when there was no choice, we all accepted it. We all watched those games. I personally think there's an edge lost in those games. I'm not just saying that because Celtic didn't win any of them. I just felt that even that first game when Neil Lennon was in charge at Celtic Park, mm-hmm. Rangers deservedly won on the day, but it just seemed like a flat game in terms of the normal intensity you would expect. So if there's any chance of getting a, a substantial crowd in, whether it's at Celtic Park or Ibrox, I think I think you have to do that. But to answer your question, I don't think Celtic are running scared. Simon's spot on. The starting eleven is very strong and can match Rangers, but the quality of depth in the squad I don't think can, and that's why January is crucial. But even with some injuries, <clears throat> I'm sure Hans Postacoglu wouldn't be running scared of anyone because he's very upfront and he always he always takes on the battle for his credit. We probably should have a Rangers fan at this time putting Rangers or his point of view or her point of view. Although I'm just showing uh, Simon a picture of two years ago today, the fans going in at Celtic Park. There was sixty thousand there. 60, Only five or seven hundred were Rangers fans, uh, and it was at two one, wasn't it? But Rangers they dominated it and they deserved to win it. Yeah. Um, so they weren't affected by the fact that there was nearly sixty thousand Celtic fans there no. that's the thing about it I just think everyone should be big enough and say I completely agree with you they should now be giving you know that quarter of the ground I think so. to I think the Rangers it, fans it brings something to yep. that game and you know was it two or three seasons ago they decided to yeah. I mean I covered a couple of games at iBooks for Celtic TV and you had the, the small number of Celtic fans away mm. in the corner there and it's, it's just it's not the same it's not mm. the same and as I say somebody who grew up where you know and played in a lot of these games it definitely brings something to the, the fixture the uh, biggest thing ever playing in, in a, an old firm game yeah the, them and some one or two European nights stick in my okay. head but the Rangers games definitely which European nights would, would be we, we drew with Liverpool uh, to each in the UEFA Cup yeah that was a big Steve McManaman yeah Jackie scored then Jackie and myself I scored the penalty Jackie scored a fantastic volley Uh and McManaman scored that. an absolute world at the He ran the end. length of the pitch. Ran the length of the pitch. Uh, crying out for somebody to take a yellow card and just take him out, but it never happened. And he, he Callum, off Callum tried, but he would have been lifted. <laughs> he wasn't. Yeah. But yeah, they game stick you out. But the Rangers game was hard to beat, you know, and played in a few and played against a really good Rangers team at that time as well. Uh, but they're the ones that stick in your, your memory. Were you up against uh, George Alberts as well at some uh, point? Yeah, yeah. Gaza. And Gaza, wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. These guys, I mean, that was a, a top team. Some team. Top team. Uh, Callum, overall then, would you agree? Or would you say no? Listen, we would like it to be the Celtic fans at uh, Celtic Park, Rangers fans at Ibrox for the season ticket holders because they can both sell out now. I personally would like to see a substantial number of Rangers fans at Celtic Park and a substantial number of Celtic fans at Ibrox for the games because, as you both said, the atmosphere is electric and the away fans play a big part in the fixture when you've got a substantial number there. So I would like to see that return. It's not the same with the 700 or 800 there. Of course, if your team wins in the day and you're one of the 800, you'll be delighted and you maybe wouldn't swap it. But I think for the spectacle as a whole, you want to get more away fans back into the fixture and, and give it the edge and the spectacle mm. that it deserves. Quick couple of quick fires, Callum, before you go. Aaron Hickey, would he be on his way to Villa? Stephen Gerrard's keen on him. And how did he get away from Celtic? A nightmare how he got away from Celtic, yeah. even when he was leaving Hearts uh, the second time there to go to, to Italy. Yeah. I think he'd have been a good signing, but I think he would be very good. And 
a logical next step for him to move on from Bologna, whether that's now or in the summer, because he's been doing well there. And I know there's been reported interest from a few of the bigger clubs in Italy, so that probably seems like a goer. Playing against some of the best players in the world, isn't he, Simon? He said uh, he's, he's taking his chance. As well. yeah. I, I, I wouldn't lie and say I've been covering his, his, his progress uh, 100%, but it popped up on something I was looking at on social media, and he's he's banging in a couple of goals for them as well now. So great to see. It's great to see Scottish boys taking a, you know, taking a risk to an extent and going to uh, pastures over or by and he's doing really well he's doing really well Callum who's been your player of 2021 from a Celtic perspective I always think it's hard to ignore Callum McGregor obviously he mm-hmm. stepped up to be the skipper this season winning his first trophy um, as captain and for me whenever he plays um, he makes Celtic tick and he's crucial to the team if you were to pull him out of the team mm-hmm. I think you would miss him arguably more than any other player I know people might be screaming at their, their radios now saying Kyogo <coughs> but I think mm-hmm. if you take McGregor out you, you really do miss an awful lot in that Celtic team from a Celtic perspective he's the player I would pick Who's going to win the title? Callum, what do you think? Four points in it just now what do you think is going to happen? Celtic, of course, have to make a statement in, in the game against Rangers and try and get the points t- total back down. So I'm obviously, at this stage, going to still uh, stick to my guns and say Celtic until it's mathematically impossible, as a manager would say. So I think if they can make a statement in that game, they can they can certainly take Rangers on. But again, as I said earlier, the first point, January's crucial and business needs to be done early because you don't want guys coming in towards the deadline and having to try and get them up to speed while the rest of the team are playing games. Use the time while you've got it wisely. Who's next up on your podcast? You know um, next, I, I spoke to Dick Campbell last week <laughs> yeah. and um, I'm going to have Norman Whiteside on just after the new year, formerly a Man United. Well, of course, Northern Ireland, uh, Man United. Dick Campbell well, would be a quiet one. Uh, well, yeah, you better get the bleeper ready. <laughs> no, he's amazing, top of the table. Callum, listen, thank you for sharing that with us tonight. Have a great uh, new year and we'll speak to you in 2022. Thanks very much. Speak soon. Thank you very much, guys. Thank Please you. Come. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show, the midweek edition. Paul Cooney, we're on from five till six. Rob McLean will be on here tomorrow night. Same time, tell you more about that. It's going to be Kenny Miller, who's with him then a great Rangers striker and many other clubs of the past and a great striker with us tonight, former Celtic and many other clubs. It's Simon Donnelly. And uh, yeah, Callum was on there earlier. We were talking about, uh, well, many things, including the break at the moment. It would have been Aberdeen Rangers tonight and Celtic against Hibs. And what football fan, Simon, wouldn't have wished that was still on. But, you know, because of the, well, the break has come and uh, there'll be no fans tonight or 500, which would be paltry. Yeah, no. As I said, that this time of year as well for me, growing up as a kid and then playing as well, the games came thick and fast, and you you enjoyed it, you know. And that's I know there's a couple of managers down south complaining about the amount of games, but for the fans, they loved it, you know. Every day there was a, a different game, so yeah, a bit of a pity that the games have been pulled tonight. Uh, as I say, just hopefully we can get through this at the end of the winter shutdown and and hopefully back to some kind of. Normality. Normality, whatever that Let's is. So. Scott, a Rangers fan. Good evening, Scott. Hi guys, how you doing? Good. Hi, Scott. Do you remember normality? <laughs> Normal times. Seems a long time ago. Getting, I thought we were getting back to it. Yeah. It was a month or two ago, but now it just feels like we've gone back a year. Yep. Let's hope we do get back to it, Scott. Simon's just saying there about managers. I mean, England is it's quite a challenge isn't it so they play Boxing Day they play the 26th yeah. they play the 28th some of them playing tonight but you play just what 51 hours so I see Brendan Rodgers he wasn't happy you know they would 6-3 against uh, Man City now, that, that can happen came back to 4-3 nearly 4-4 and then did you hear him Scott he's saying oh this is crazy we're playing so so quickly and then they you win, know, they win. <laughs> that was some scoreline wasn't it Scott so I wonder if he's complaining now about uh, two games in 48-51 hours no, I thought not. I quite, I quite enjoyed the game last night. To be fair, as a fan, yeah. And obviously, you know the players' welfare must come first. But as a fan, I quite enjoy the game every day. Sure, players' welfare do come first. But Simon, is it cheap? If I just say, but they're paid there, hundred, two hundred thousand, um, a week. 
Um, they're going to be training anyway. So, mm. although I have to say, forty hours. Did you ever have to play? Yeah. You, are you dead? Yeah, of course. Yeah, we, uh, a couple, yeah, a couple of times. And when I was down south as well, I think there was one time when we were at Celtic. We came back from Batumi. Yeah. Which would have been a Thursday, and we played on the Saturday. Saturday. That's uh, right. Players like to play, and yeah. I know you have to rest up, but I, th- I think players get looked after even better than you know sports science and all this stuff that's come into mm. it. Uh, I think. I think players enjoy the games. I think the managers sometimes, and as you say, I think Leicester last night, it was a makeshift back four for mm. them. I think there was a couple of midfielders playing centre-backs. Mm. They end up beating it Liverpool. Yeah. Know, so. And look at Dundee United, Scott, against your own Rangers the other week. I know it was 1-0 Rangers, but it was nearly 1-1. Look at St Mirren, St. Mirren against yeah. Celtic. Yeah. You know, St Mirren barely had a team. You never know what's going to happen. So, Scott, earlier on, we're talking with Callum, and, you know, it was his point of view and Celtic's point of view about the, the winter break coming early. What do you feel about it? To be honest, if I obviously I would rather the games play now because I'm impatient and I want to see an old firm game now. Yeah. I want to see us play Aberdeen away now. But to be honest, I would much rather an old firm game in front of even if it's sixty thousand Celtic fans, I'd rather see an old firm game in front of a full house. Yeah. Like I'd rather beat us in front of I'd rather beat them in front of sixty thousand of their own, five hundred of their own. Mm-hmm. Well, you did it two years ago today. Now, that's not to say, but I do find it strange that people say, ah, yeah, yeah, Celtic are running scared or whatever. Well, wait a minute, Rangers have the stronger squad. Uh, the two of them are on an unbeaten run. That's right, Simon, isn't it? Yeah. Apart from in Europe. Celtic have had two draws, yeah. But, you know, there's not that much between them. Rangers, definitely a stronger squad. Celtic have had, you know, problems with Kyogo, although he played the other day. Jota is out. But, Scott, who knows what the situation's going to be? And I know we've got, you know, African nations, so Rangers will lose Balogun. Um, Celtic could lose uh, Kyogo they'll definitely lose Rogic um, I, I don't know I, I'm, I'm like you I'd love to see the fans there Scott do you think we will be back for well February the 2nd the fans will be in but I, th- I think it's a guessing game at this point where the way it's going the way three cases are continuing rising and I'm like it's going to stop anytime soon so I think I think probably by mid-January I think we'll see a dropping the curve because that's when things start back start start getting back to normal after Christmas sure. and things like that. So you know the table well. Fifty one points after the twenty games, Celtic on forty five, Hearts on thirty six. <laughs> What's your assessment of your team then, Scott, so far the, the report card you know as we get into January? There's been a lot of grinding results. There was that last mm-hmm. season to be fair. Lot lots of one nils, lots of two ones this season. But I think if you offered me six points at Christmas, I'd hundred percent taken that that season. Probably would have taken more because I feel Celtic have done better than anyone thought they would, mm-hmm. considering where they were, the manager, experience, things like that. But yeah, I think obviously six points at Christmas is better than better than six points behind. Obviously, for, for sure. Um, I said, well, Barry on the show the other night with Mark was saying, I was asking about Morellas, just looking at it the weekend. I was looking at the social media as well. Morellas looked trimmer, fitter. <clears throat> I mean, I know it could be Photoshop or whatever, yeah. but he seems to be, and he's back on form, four goals in five games. Scott, what's your take on Morellas uh, along with uh, Van Bronckhurst? It seems to be one of the things that he's tweaked and you know he's got him playing where he wants him, in the box. Yeah, I don't know if you remember me on the show a couple of weeks ago saying I would have sold Morelos in yes. January yeah. and if a good offer came in. So I thought we had a decent backup, but now he's flying his second top goal scorer, joint mm-hmm. second mm-hmm. behind Tony yes, Watt. That's right. Yeah. What level with Kyogo, who's apparently flying Morelos is off form. But yeah. I but with Morelos, I think you need to hundred percent keep him. I think he's probably our best striker on form. I like Ruth. I like Sakala. Mm-hmm. I think the foe's better in the training park. But I think we need to keep Morelos fit and firing. Fit and firing. That's a good line, Simon, isn't it? What do you make of him now, the, the Colombian? Yeah, I listened to uh, Fergie's comments on him uh, the other night. And I think we, we touched on it before as well, Paul, that maybe sometimes it just takes a, a new manager, a new voice to come in and remind him you know, what he's good at and where he should be playing in the pitch. We touched on it before, where he was maybe finding himself playing too deep. And it maybe wasn't from design either, you know. Maybe Stevie G was just scratching his his, his head with, with it. Because uh, he had a couple of run-ins with him. I mean, inevitably. Because remember, yeah, twice because, he wasn't back. Yeah, because you go back to the, yeah. the indiscipline. He's, he's, he's kind of got on top of that in the last yeah. season or two. Uh, but yeah, there'd be times, and I looked at it from a kind of coach and a manager's perspective, he would have been tearing his hair out with him, you know, daft things that he was doing on the pitch. But again, 
you know, I think maybe Van Bronckhurst has just reminded him where he's good at, between the, the width of the box, getting to the dangerous areas, and he's started to score goals again. And with that comes a confidence. So, yeah, he's back at the top of his game. I don't think it's any kind of masterstroke for the likes of Van Bronckhurst coming in. He's just maybe reminded him this is where you're most dangerous. Scott, I see in the papers today, George Alberts, that's a name. Do you remember? Before your time though, wasn't he, George Alberts? Yeah, he was, he yeah. was just before my time, Alberts. But what a play, what a strike he had. We'll hear from I wish Simon. He was before my time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you played him a few tussles with him. He's saying that uh, Alfredo could be the hammer against Borussia Dortmund, a bit like Erling Haaland. So that that's quite a challenge, isn't it, Scott? Yeah, it's putting pressure on his shoulders, I say that much. Comparing him to who I would think probably the fourth best striker in the world at the moment. Mm-hmm. And Morelos is is probably... And yeah, comparing him with that, I think it's put pressure on his shoulders. But yeah, I think Morelos is someone who has recently sort of thrived under pressure. Like, folk are questioning him when Gio came in, myself included, and he's going under that. So hopefully we see, we see him... Uh, do it against Dortmund but it will be tough because Dortmund are different level compared to every other team in the competition I think yeah that is going to be uh, tough come February what about George Alberts tell Scott what he was missing what do you remember about the hammer that left foot of his that's why he was called the hammer Mm -hmm. and unfortunately for us we found that out a few times (laughs) Uh, free kicks and and strikes round about the box but a, a, a great footballer and a guy who I met in recent times as well a really nice guy I've met him down at the Star Sixes a few years ago uh, you know a really good guy but fantastic footballer I think where he's he's not really comparing Morelos to Haaland there no, in terms no. of ability and player I think it's maybe you know the, the relation or the relativity of being in the team you know he's, he's, he's the goal getter for Rangers and, and Haaland I mean I think Rangers fans would probably be looking for Haaland to get a move in the transfer window you know and, and not have to worry about him yeah. uh, come February but it's a fantastic tie and what you're, in the last 16 you want to be playing against these teams and, and testing yourself against them and that's another plus for Rangers Scott that they are in that tournament because Celtic have dropped down to the third tournament uh, despite the fact they got nine points but it wasn't enough but Scott for Rangers continuing that good run that Stephen Gerrard has you on in Europe is continuing now with GVB yeah I think that's probably Gerrard's main plus point is his record in Europe last 16 past couple of seasons Often they put it by a much better pile of Leverkusen side and Slavia Prague, who we don't speak of at the moment. Cool. I, I think yep. Gerard's Gerard record in Europe it can't go unquestioned. Yeah. So you look at the quality team we had in our group compared to Celtic, but I think overall we deserve to be in the last 32 or the playoff, whatever you want to call it. And yeah, I think Dortmund will be tough, but we've back, we've backed ourselves for challenges before. No one backed us to beat Porto. No one backed us to draw against Benfica yeah. twice. So I think we, I think G, also G was a better manager than Gerard. So hopefully we can push mm-hmm. forward and get get a uh, get a result. But again, it will be difficult against the quality of you know even just Haaland. You get players like Royce, Reina's a good player. Sure. But, uh, I think Hummel's still playing centre half. Obviously, yep. World Cup winner. So they've got wealth of experience, wealth of quality on their side. But I think I think if we keep it keep them quiet, mm-hmm. if if it's uh, Bengals doors in Germany that will be massive because mm. obviously yellow walls famous atmosphere yep. they're empty at the moment so if it's empty then then I think we've got, I think we've got every chance but mm. it will be difficult Scott did you just say that uh, GVB is a better manager than Steven Gerrard yeah I think I, th- I don't know I don't, see, I don't think that's much controversy based on his record in places like Feyenoord and yeah. play, even here winning first six games best football season at Ibrox I think it's a snapshot it's your opinion but uh, which you are absolutely entitled to is that not a bit harsh maybe Scott I'd say to you or Simon a wee bit harsh I think it's interesting it's, it's Scott's opinion uh, I think it's early days for Gio yeah. here. you know he's got off to a fantastic start but uh, time will tell Stephen Gerrard won the league last year 25 points but hey that's what football's about and that's what the Go Radio Football Show is about Scott Who's your player of this year of 2021 then from Rangers? So when you look back, I'm just, I'm, you know, Connor Goldson played every minute last season. Okay, not so much. Well, he's playing most of the time this year, but maybe not at the level he was playing. Um, you mentioned Morellas, Alberts, Kent. Um, who would be your player of this year taking the 12 months? It's quite hard when it's for over me, two seasons. Yeah. 
Yeah, but over the last over the last year's time, I think some truth is Tet is thing for this. Thing. I'd go Alan McGregor. I'd go Alan McGregor. I think yeah, he's the best. I think goalkeeper is the most important part uh, position in the park. I don't think you can be a success if you don't have a good keeper. Mm-hmm. And I think Alan McGregor shows that more than anything. As far as the deal, I questioned it. I thought he's, McLaughlin should play more. Mm-hmm. But I think I, I think Gerard, I think this will be his last season, Alan McGregor. And I think he deserves play the year for 2021. Scott, but you you listen to the programme. Barry has indicated, Barry Ferguson said, oh, I wouldn't be surprised if he plays another year. But I know what you mean a few weeks ago, Simon. You know, first September, October, he was <clears> missing <throat> some of the games and it looked as though there was maybe a bit of a niggle. He's yeah. back to his best. And Barry said, his opinion, he might be on again for the following season. Yeah, I'm forgetting the game. Showed my age myself. I'm forgetting. He had a double save recently. Fantastic double save at Ibrox uh, a couple of weeks back. And yeah, he's been, a, as Scott says, he's been. It's so important, and mm. you know, to flip it the other side. I was at the the final uh, last week or so, uh, week and a half ago, and Joe Hart made two great saves, yeah. mm. and that wasn't happening for Celtic last year. You know, in important times in games, you know, he, he stepped up and saved. You know, at least two goals. I think the Nisbet one. There was another one towards the end. He, two great saves. That wasn't happening with Celtic. Yeah. But McGregor's did that time and time again for Rangers. Uh, over the years has proved to be a really important player and I wouldn't be surprised he seems to go on forever I played with him at Dunfermline many moons ago but he's, he's still going strong in the black and white days I know still coming up with the goods though you know he's, so he's some I wouldn't player. be surprised if he, he went yeah. on to play another season and before you go I see today Lewis Figo is going to captain an all-stars team to take on Rangers legends as part of the 150th anniversary in March you'll be trying to get a ticket for that I would imagine Scott and hopefully uh the crowds are back big time by then. Yeah, I think I've already got my ticket. I think I bought them this morning. Right. So I've, I'm already got my seat sorted at iBooks. But I, it'll be... Who else is playing? Sorry. Who else is playing? Uh, Do you know? I don't, I don't think they've been announced yet. I think it will be your standard. I think Gio's playing. I think, obviously, Natural Nova normally plays in these games. Chris yeah. Boyd normally plays in these games. There's old players like that will play. Yeah. But I think it will be... I think maybe you're odd. I don't, I'm more interested in the World Eleven than... Sure. Rangers loving to be honest Simon I'm just wondering if that. Barry might be Barry Perhaps. might be involved in that you might be in the world of living <laughs> I don't know about that i seen Robert Perez i seen a oh, picture of Perez wow, on yeah. it so he's obviously oh, yeah, involved look out for the, yeah, the Arsenal legend Figo, yeah. Figo I mean what a player Figo did you play was, against Figo I don't, I don't think, think I did not. Perez I, did you play against him I played against Perez coming through uh, Scotland and France under 21s ah, yeah yeah but not Figo Madrid Barcelona just a top, top yep. player. Scott, listen, thanks a lot for joining us. Have a great new year and uh, we'll speak to you in 2022. Really appreciate you your support. Cheers. Cheers, Scott. Thanks, Cheers. Scott. Bye. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go, go, go. Go Radio Football Show. It's the midwinter special, longest day. Um, it's getting closer because the shortest day was a few days ago. So uh, that's the there's the breaking news. Always the optimist here, the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Thanks for all your support during 2021. And thanks for making the switch. We're on from five every evening. Simon Donnelly wouldn't have been with us tonight because he would have been at Celtic TV for Celtic against Hibs and uh, Aberdeen Rangers. Rob would have been covering that for us. But they're not happening, not just yet. We'll be back January the 17th. Barry Ferguson will be back with Mark Guidi. We'll do the two-hour special then. But we're going to do an hour every night. And some great calls there from Scott and from Callum, along with Simon Donnelly here. Simon uh, Figo against uh, the Rangers 11 coming up soon. Just looking at some of the other headlines today. Uh, Robbie Nielsen's warned that John Suter won't be sold on the cheap in January, despite a six-month contract. And we've been talking about it for a few days. What about Tony Watt, Dundee United? United, one of your old clubs, you were there with Jackie McNamara. Yep. Good piece of business. It is. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how Tony does because I feel after a much-travelled career up until now, he'd really settled it. My old top goal scorer in the, in the Scottish Premiership, but Dundee United will be hoping that he takes that goal-scoring form into their team now. But he's he's did really well this season to the point where people were talking about him you know, for the, the national team. Uh, so if he keeps scoring goals, he might have a chance there as well. Because it is an area we've got so many great defenders, midfielders, the goalkeepers. 
But up front, you know, we could do with another recognised striker. Aye, def- definitely, yep. definitely. I think that the lad at Hibs Nisbet has been round about mm. without playing too much. Che uh, Adams and uh, I think it's an opportunity for Tony Watt. Yep. You know, if he can keep scoring goals, that's the challenge for him. Uh, it'll be interesting to see the transition from Motherwell where he's been so successful. Lyndon Dykes has done well, uh, well also yeah. of course yeah. Ryan's on us and Johnson fan a regular uh, caller hi Ryan good evening hi hi are you all good you had a good Christmas good hi, yeah Ryan. it was yes. actually yeah what about you yeah yeah good good just chilled out had a meal and that was it and then I'm back to work today happy days so. back today where do you work Ryan I'm a, I'm a motorhome technician Right. Gosh, you must have been busy though. Everyone with the motorhomes and lockdown and all the rest. Yeah. So they've gone up in value. Um, but Ryan, what about St. Johnson? Well, we talk about St. Johnson first of all. So I see uh-huh. they've got profits of 3.92 million. Can we call it 4 million? So I can imagine. Yeah. So St. Johnson, Van, what are you saying then to Mr. Brown and the board? What would you say? Get your wallet out. It's time to spend <laughs> some money because we're, yeah. uh, we're, we're in dire straits. Yeah. We need new players. And I think um, the players... I don't like to say that I think it's time for them to move on or anything like that because they've been a great servant to the club. But I think it's needing a good, a good, a good freshen up. I think um, a lot of players, a few of them want to move on now. So, and that's fair enough. They want to progress in their career. It could be a big overhaul, though, couldn't it? How many? So, you know, it depends who you can pick up. Maybe get some mm. some loans. You need, you know, you can't rip it all up. But you do need changes. What would you do, Ryan, if you were in charge? How many players do you think you need to give you that boost for January to start to pick up these points? Well, to be honest with you, Paul, I think we've missed the sweet spot. And i tell you why. Because to try and... We could have sold them that we were Scottish Cup winners. Yeah. We, were, we were League Cup winners. We were in Europe. The players to get maybe were in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I don't know. I mean, you guys, I'm a football fan. You're more into football. The player side of things that, how how are we going to attract players to come to a club that's bottom of the league, that aren't playing well? And it just looks really disjointed. I mean, I can only, can only imagine we're going to get some free agents and some loans, but I, I'm, not a, I'm not a big fan of loan players, to be honest. No. Simon? So what? I would probably yep. say six or seven. Six or seven, so and what? that would be huge, <clears throat> isn't it? So what? Yeah. I mean, Celtic did it in the summer. What was that? Uh, Twelve players in, mm. but it was a huge change. But what about for St. Johnson in January? Is uh, I think they have know. to. I, I, I definitely agree with Ryan. They have to go and freshen up. Uh, they're mm. maybe going to have to be a wee bit creative. I know they've got money sitting there, but especially the the, the January transfer window for clubs the size of St. Johnson, they can't just go out and pluck players from everywhere they're going to have to use their imagination see what's available but they definitely need something you know and to go from winning both cups last year and being so successful with what I thought was a good blend of kind of experienced players that had been there for a a period of time and some some young ones coming in they're now finding themselves in a really unfamiliar position for St Johnson Mm -hmm. I know they struggled at the start of last season and then kicked on but to be languishing at the bottom after 20 games, it's, it's serious stuff for them now. Uh, and yeah, the breaks maybe came at a good point for them to kind of reassemble, get some fresh players in that will hopefully lift the confidence mm. of the ones that are there just now and start climbing. I, I, although it's a... I wouldn't be over-concerned because I still really? think, yeah... I Only st- 10 goals, is that right, Ryan? 10 goals yeah. you've scored? Sorry, yeah. Simon. But they're not adrift. Yeah. They're, they're not adrift. No. You know, they've still got teams there a couple of results yep. uh, they're within reach but they really need to change it quickly see the Tony Watt move to Dundee United hindsight is wonderful but Ryan are you sort of thinking wait a minute we've made nearly 4 million maybe we should have moved in to get a Tony Watt give him a deal get him to come now you know give Motherwell a bit more he's going to be out of contract or Ryan what do you think is it something like Tony Watt uh, you needed we we needed a player like him, but I don't think Tony Watt would have wanted to come back. Oh, you've had him I when know. he was yeah. when we had him. We gave him a contract offer, and he didn't want to sign. So, Aye, sure. Um, Good Tony point. Watt likes to move about, and yep. so I don't think he likes to come back to another mm. second time around. Many mm-hmm. players do, but no, I don't think Tony Watt. Fair play on him; he's got himself a good move. It's a really good move sure. for him. That is a good point. <laughs> Not going back to St. Johnson. Uh, Ryan, who are the who are the pluses for you then? And are there some players coming through that that you've seen and you think, well, they could come in and step up. I know, I know it's tough when you're bottom of the table. You normally need experience. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, I don't think there's many players that's coming through now. There is a few on loan, um, but I don't think they're first team ready. And I think mm. we are really needing players now to make a difference because I think, if I'm correct, we're seven defeats on the trot. Yep. Ten goals. That's yep. that's. As a Saints fan, right, I've watched them many times and I'm not I'm not going to make any excuses. We deserve to be bottom because we're playing poorly and we're not scoring goals and we're not winning games. We aren't doing anything that's even challenging teams. So we, we definitely need something yep. different. Um, and and I, I, I mean, I don't want to say Callum would hang, but if it was any other manager in any mm. other team, would he have been maybe sacked by now? I don't know. But I, mm. I, hope, I, hope, I hope he turns it around. Also, my concern is, as I said, Johnston fan, mm-hmm. um, if we get six or seven players in, then they're going to need time to gel yeah. in the new environment. Mm-hmm. And, and we and really, right now, we are really in a dangerous spot that yep. could really drift away and mm-hmm. we could be relegation. I, I think the Ross County know. result last week uh, surprised many people. When, mm-hmm. when, and you did think <laughs> yeah. there's a bit of trouble here, potentially. But Callum Davidson... Two trophies in 2021. I know it's now historical, but you think about it, that was just February, the League Cup final, the Premier Sports. And then the Cup final in the summer. So, yeah. And as you say, Simon, they're not adrift. They're 14 points. Dundee on 16 and Dundee are on a poor run, aren't they? Ross County uh, on 18, they've done really well. Mirren on 19, Livy on 20, Dundee United on 20. You look look to Ross County at the start. I remember talking a few weeks back, Ross County were were down there and managed to get a couple of results. And And that's... I know that the form Ryan's talking about, their seven defeats on the bounce and ten goals is, is horrendous. Uh, it's mm-hmm. important that that turns yep. quickly, but they aren't. The, the positive, if you can take anything from it, is they aren't cut adrift. No, They're a couple sure. of results away from getting above the teams that are just above them. Ryan, you love all your football. I know, having seen well, all the teams so far this season, who do you think is going to win the title? Will Rangers uh, defend it? Uh, or do you think Celtic are going to... Um... It's one of it's one of the things. It's, it's a bit like Saints. Like we we we've got a bad time now. Mm-hmm. Maybe we might turn it around in this season. Rangers have done it back in a few seasons where they were top flying and then they dropped mm-hmm. off after Christmas. Celtic um, done the business against us on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So maybe the <clears throat> I think it'll be a, I think it'll be it'll, it'll go closer again. Yeah. Um, I think Rangers might just have the momentum to mm-hmm. to, to just push them over the line. I think they've got the stronger squad just now, haven't they? And that's what people feel. Mm-hmm. In 2022, how much are you looking forward to it? Do you think, are we going to get to Qatar? I know we've got March first of all, and I guess that's what's on your mind as a big Scotland fan. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Hopefully we can do it. I'll be ecstatic if we get to another championship. Um, and the boys are playing well. They've, they've, took, they've took a few years to gel and, and we're seeing the results beating Denmark and Israel and yeah it's, it's a great mm-hmm. time to be a Scotland fan in my opinion definitely and can we do it against the Ukraine yeah why not we we, 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 were, we were against it against Denmark and we, yeah. we turned them over so we've just got to have that <clears throat> feel good factor again and yeah the momentum should push the boys on and get a result Simon nobody really thought well not many people thought we would do it against Denmark and we did <clears throat> and I hear I listened to Barry you know and he said that he doesn't fear us against anyone doesn't fear no, I think, uh, I didn't, listen, we, we, we didn't go off to a great start in the campaign, but then we went on a hell of a run. Mm. And what I kind of believed before, without the emphasis of the, the positive results, was we had players there that we could go and get results like that. But that last performance, you have to take so much heart for getting into the game in, in March. We have decent players. I'm just looking at the, the Billy Gilmore thing here. Yeah. Criticised by Norwich fan. Certainly not been criticised by the Scottish fans. No. You know, he's, he's, he's been different class for Scotland. Uh, and I think he's been a big plus to go with the, the guys that have already been there. But yeah, we're getting to next year with, with high hopes for the national team. A couple of quick quick fires, Ryan, for you. Player of the yep. year in Scottish football. Who would you say? Just a, it's a quick one. So if, if I'm throwing that at you, yeah. Um, is he a goalkeeper? Kyogo. Uh, Kyogo, right. Uh, Kyogo, he's, he's, he's different yeah. class, I think. Kyogo, okay. Uh, manager of the year. Now, we, obviously, there was Steven Gerrard, there was uh, yeah. Callum Davidson. In fact, they were the two outstanding candidates. Well, I'll tell you I'll yeah. tell you who right now, Paul, right? Tell me. Yeah, and this will might throw you off. Yep. 
Dick Campbell. Dick Campbell. You was going to say that. If he brings, if he brings Arbroath up from the championship, that is a remarkable. That is incredible. That's right. So you're putting him in for the 2022 if he stays there. Yeah. And Ryan, I'm just going to ask you for one night only. Give us some thoughts. We've only got a couple of minutes remaining. Hopefully, yeah. it's only one night only. You're talking about the championship. But Simon, who do you reckon? Kilmarnock against Morton. I think Kilmarnock will win tonight. I think yep. that'll be a home, yeah, home get, win for Kelly. Get a bit of a run going now. What do you think, Ryan? Yeah, Kilmarnock <clears> to win. I think um, old, old Saint Paul, Calm Henry, he'll score. Right, <laughs> indeed. Partick Thistle, they're United. Ryan. Uh, Partick Thistle. Mm-hmm. Wonder who the new manager will be, Simon. You're conflicted yeah. here. The Jags. I yep. think the Jags will win tonight. Yep. Yeah, I think uh, particularly at home, a positive result will push them up a couple of. Uh, spaces in the in the league but I think it'll be another home win and Wraith Rovers against Queen of the South I think that'll be a home win as well home win Wraith yeah, Rovers back on it they've gone off the boil a wee bit haven't yeah, they but yeah but I think they'll get a decent result tonight I think three homes I'm going for yep. in the championship Ryan what do you reckon for that one yeah Wraith Rovers for me yeah. uh, and Ryan Airdrie against Queen's Park League 1 that's a big one who's going to win Queen's Park Queen's Park bouncing back okay their game to go to Spiders as well you're on my team I know I that's right Spiders can you believe that's the hour up? Ryan, thanks a lot for joining us. I mean, honestly, we're neutral, but we Thank can't you. imagine St. Johnson not being there. We'll speak to you, hopefully. Have a great new year and we'll speak to you early in 2022. Cheers, Ryan. Thank you. Ryan calling us there from Perth. Simon, that's it. The hour has flown in. Thanks quick so one, much. Quick up. Yep. I thought you were going to ask me a question, which is... Nope. Uh, you know, so we'll see you early in 2022. Yes, have a good new year, Paul. Great. You too, and the family too. Kenny Miller's here tomorrow night at five with Rob McLean. Thanks, James. Thanks to everyone who called in. We'll see you tomorrow night at five. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only.